Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. Finding a job in Canada is one of the biggest hurdles that newcomers face. With limited knowledge of the Canadian labour market, job application standards, workplace culture and zero network, it really isn't surprising. Luckily, there are various government-funded programmes that are dedicated to helping you achieve your career goals. One of these programmes is Canada Infonet, and in this episode, I chat with the programmes manager, Shavri. Yeah, they're called the hidden jobs. Um, SMEs, which are small to medium-sized uh, enterprises, are majority than uh, bigger organisations, right? So almost 95% of employers out there are small to medium-sized employers, which is different from many, many countries. Um, so that's that's important to know that a lot of these jobs don't get posted. Shavri moved to Canada 10 years ago from Bangalore, India. In this episode, she shares vital advice for both pre-arrival and post-arrival internationals who are finding the Canadian job search process challenging. Let's start the show. Hi, Shavri. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, oh, it's so great. I'm excited to hear more about Canada Infonet and the amazing work that you do to support newcomers before they arrive in Canada. I think it's becoming more and more of a focus, right? People are realizing the importance of preparing beforehand, Absolutely. even though I love being spontaneous and figuring things out as I go. <laughs> I think I think that's more suitable for, you know, traveling, whereas when you're moving abroad, I, I definitely think it's beneficial to, to take care of as much as you can, right? Before Employment is a whole other ball game, right? So <laughs> exactly. yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And you'll be faced with so many other challenges that you didn't expect. So the less that you already have to do, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just at least being aware of your blind spots, you know, you, yes. just being uh, acknowledging that I don't know everything and I can I can prepare is 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 actually great (laughs) great so we'll run through some great recommendations for things that you can research and do before you arrive in Canada in in just a short while but first as always let's uh, chat a little about your personal story as you are an immigrant yourself yes you were born in Bangalore India that's tell us all about that oh (laughs) what do you want to know there's so much to tell it's um it uh, so when I grew up in Bangalore, it was a small, small town city uh, because um, and the weather was perfect. It was almost um, twenty-two degrees throughout the year <laughs> when I was growing up. But it's it's completely changed now. Uh, it reaches forty in summer and it gets colder in winter. So it's it's different because of the pollution. Um, and it, the city, it was a small city. It grew suddenly because of the IT boom. So it was right. like, um, com- it's completely transformed. It's known as the Silicon 
a valley of India. <laughs> I read that actually. I was going to say that Silicon Valley of India. That's amazing. Lots of startups yeah. and there's that energy there. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, but it's also a green city because there are a lot of parks, a lot of trees, which again, unfortunately, is changing. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I immigrated about. Um, it's been, I think, almost ten years uh, since I arrived here. Um, almost. When will it be ten? I think it's ten. Um, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think it's ten. Um, when do you stop counting? You're just like, oh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't count uh, anymore. Um, you know, I, I kept count until probably seven or eight, and then I was like, okay, and now it's all blended in, right? Oh, well, you're in the double digits. I'm sure that's yeah. awesome. Amazing. <laughs> um, what do you do? You get home much? Do you get back to to Bangor often? Not last couple of years because of uh, one was uh, this was my travel year. Last year was my travel year. I traveled once in two years, um, and the pandemic happened. Um, actually, I was tra- uh, I was uh, going to travel the year before, but then uh, there was this major airlines in in India that I had booked my tickets through, and they went bankrupt. <laughs> so that was a whole um, like uh, mess there, and I couldn't travel that year. And then the pandemic happened, and I'm like. Am I jinx? Like, why am I not able to travel back? I don't know what's happening. Someone's trying to tell you something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so hopefully um, things will get uh, better this year and I'll be able to travel. Yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, I really, I think everyone's kind of dying for that trip, right? Everyone wants to do a bit of change of scenery. Yeah. It is oh. for sure. Yeah. What, um, what was it like growing up there? What did you do on a, a typical weekend? Um, weekend? Um I mean, there was, I just remember my childhood to be like, um, I was playing all the time. Like there were no weekdays or weekends. Like you uh-huh. finish school, you come back and you're just hanging out with friends. And uh, especially because both my parents were working and it's not like here where you have to have a babysitter or someone responsible who's taking care of your kids. You grow, grow up in your neighbor's house pretty pretty much. So, <laughs> so I remember it uh, to be, you know, a lot of fun, um, lots of kids uh, hanging out all the time. Uh, and that's what I kind of sometimes miss for my son that it's, it's kind of, you have, it's more, um, planned here, like you have to plan your play dates and you know, you have to schedule time. <laughs> so it's, uh, I, I, I miss that for him. You know, I wish he had that, like he could just walk out and like just play with a bunch of kids or yeah. just be on the streets all the time. Yeah. The community kind of feel that's amazing. So there's lots of green there and yeah, you can try to just go to the local park and you'll just mm-hmm. see your neighbors, families and just kind of spontaneously hang Absolutely. out. That's great. Yep. That's what we did. Oh, that's so good. And um, so what do you miss most? You mentioned in um, over email that you miss the monsoon season. Tell me yeah. about that. Oh, monsoon is beautiful. Um, it pours on days like it. Um, in that way, Bangalore is better. It, it doesn't um, rain all day. It would rain for a few, uh, few hours and then it'll stop. But then that rain is really heavy. Like it just pours and then, you know, it's, I miss that, it's you know. Warm, I'm assuming, right? Like the rain is just warm, yes. so you just feel so refreshed. And, yeah, yeah, you do. And, That's so and, interesting. And unlike, I mean, I've seen a lot of people who say uh, when it's rainy days that it's it's gloomy for them, but yes. it just uplifts my spirit. So I love <laughs> rains. I, I was going to say that. You yeah. know, a lot of people, myself included, we really don't like rain. <laughs> you know, I associate it with a negative feeling. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of grey and gloomy, and your day's ruined because it's wet out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
I think it's probably because in England it's so damp and cold when it rains. Yeah, so. no, it's not. That's the difference, right? Yeah. And you get this um, the smell of earth when it rains, like because it's hot. Um, the, the the soil would have heated up during the day, and then when it rains, it just that get that wonderful smell. So you would you would hear a lot of Indians say that that they miss that yeah. smell <laughs> because Aww. one is you are like cooped up within your apartment, everything's sealed here, like either the air conditioning is on or something and you don't get that smell. I've actually very rarely have got that really um, feeling in in Canada, but I miss yes. that. And and then you sit at home, you make a cup of tea and like you've, you know, make oh. some snacks for yourself. It's, it's, it's fun. Rain is fun in India. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love that. I think the closest I got was when I was in Thailand and there was a huge downpour and I'd never experienced anything like it. It was just such a re, you kind of restart the day. It's just like a new, yeah, everything gets washed away and you're yeah. soaked and you're running and it's, you're just laughing in the rain because it's just yes. so ridiculous how wet you get so quick and yeah I can imagine that how long does it go on for well monsoon is a couple of months and I don't like I've got my seasons all mixed up so don't ask me which month it is I think it's uh, July August in India I'm not very Mm. sure don't quote me on that but yeah um, it's two to three months Um, Mm. but it's 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 a lot of fun I love it (laughs) have you traveled to India no I haven't I haven't and I really 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 want to I had um Surya in series one from India and I was just going on about Bender like Beckham because that was like my favorite movie growing (laughs) up and I always just loved because of that it probably sounds so stupid but because of that movie I was always so interested in Indian culture Mm -hmm. and the wedding that's in that movie and the food and the music Mm -hmm. and yeah, I always have wanted to go since really small because of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good movie. So the languages in India are really interesting. And so I looked up Bangalore and the language in Bangalore is Canada. So that's that's right. funny. Yeah, it is. So my <laughs> son gets okay. confused. When I ask, try and teach him uh, Canada, he's like, what, Canada? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so um, it is Canada. Uh, sounds very much like Canada. Uh, yeah. But even um, in my small, I mean, in my province, which is Karnataka, Bangalore is part of Karnataka, and there are many languages. It's not just Kannada. So you will, there are many dialects, many languages. So India has hundreds of languages, right? Wow. Like um, so rich in that. I love that. Yeah. It's just so boring. In you know, we have one language in England, but then it sounds like different languages because of all the accents. They're so different. <laughs> You could go somewhere and be like, wait, are you speaking English? I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so how many languages do you speak? I speak uh, I speak just Kannada. Um, I speak um, the national language, which is Hindi. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Sanskrit when I was in school as a language, but I don't speak a word of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I speak English here. I don't, unfortunately, speak French. <laughs> no, yeah, I I put that on my resume because I lived in France for four years from 13 to 18 years old. Nice. So I used to say I was bilingual in French, uh-huh. but then I came to Canada and I heard the Quebecois French and I just had never deleted something so quick off my resume. <laughs> I was like, nope, that's not a skill that I have here. Definitely not. It's so different uh, the way, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm sure you so can different. pick it up though, right? Like if you take a few French lessons, you might might be able to pick up. Yeah, I went to Montreal once for New Year's and I did get by and I could, you know, order drinks for everybody. And but they speak English there, too. So it's kind of awkward. Like I'm struggling along and I know (laughs) that you're fluent in English. So can you just help me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So 
10 years in Canada, that's amazing. What brought you here? Tell me a bit about the journey of, of uh, how you ended up living in Toronto. Uh, brought me here, didn't pretty much have any choice. Uh, my spouse, uh, he was working for a Indian company where he was transferred to Toronto. Uh -huh. So we, he came here on a work permit. So I came here on a dependent work permit, which kind of is an open work permit so you can work anywhere. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I came to Canada. It was not more of, it's not like a calculated decision or anything. Okay, just opened up as an opportunity. You came here on a temporary work permit, assuming, okay, it's, I have a job for a couple of years. We mm. Didn't really decide anything at that point. But then it just, uh, one year became two and then so many years now. <laughs> oh, wow. So did you have your, is it your son? How many children do you have? I have one. Yeah. One so son. You, so yeah. you had him in Canada? Or That's you right. Had him, oh, yeah. Amazing. He's, he's seven years old. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was a decision that it was kind of given to your husband as well that he, he, did he have a choice in it or was it just an opportunity? Not really. It was an opportunity. And who wouldn't want to go in a, a different country yeah. and, you know, just have that experience, right? So it was, it was a good opportunity. So yeah, we just took it up. We didn't think too much about it. Yeah. But, but it wasn't permanent in your mind. It was yeah. Kind of like a little adventure. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then when it transitioned to permanent, I have no idea. It just happened, I guess. So <laughs> yeah. Right. Obviously, it obviously got yeah, you. You enjoy it mm -hmm. here. So yeah, yeah, that's great. What would you say? back then you struggled the most with then so it was kind of a a quick thing that happened and you ended up here and uh what would you say was was your biggest struggle uh orienting myself to kind of which direction to go and then finding employment in that position I, mm -hmm. uh, in that uh, direction i would say because i had my work experience um i had worked for international companies um uh, I had worked in india i had worked in um australia I'd, i i lived in sydney for a year um, so, and predominantly in human resources. Um, so I, when I came to Canada, I did want to do something different. And that's what usually I also kind of advise others. Um, uh, when you're already doing such a huge transition, don't go into this, um, think of, is this the right career for me? <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> you know, you can't have so many different conflicts happening and it, it will, because you need almost, you need to be single-minded about like, you know, job search itself is such a, uh, you know, big challenge to handle. That's so funny. I definitely did that. <laughs> I think it's just because you just come here and everything is so new. Yeah. And um, yeah, you kind of just think, well, why not just change everything else about my life? Because everything else has changed and like you kind of get this fire up your butt and you're yeah. just like, okay, I'm going to achieve everything and I'm going to do this and I'm going to uh -huh. do that. And then, yeah, you can definitely get you know, completely burnt out and overwhelmed. Absolutely. And, and, and for some, it might work. You know why I'm saying that? Because it, like you said, it does free you up in some way. Moving to a new country does kind of free, free up your um, mind in some way. So you, you do allow yourself to explore new things, which you probably would not do in your home country. Like, yeah, um, you feel invincible. You yeah. just feel so proud of yourself. And then, yeah, you feel invincible. Yeah. So for some, it, it, it might just, like work uh, that's why i mean each journey is unique you just need to do your thing but in general i would advise if you're getting into like a nine to five kind of role uh just be focused um land your um la land on your feet and then you can look at transitioning and figuring out you know how can i branch yes. out from here right because that's what i went through like i wasn't sure if i should continue in hr continuing in hr meant doing a certain 
certification here chrp for you to get that edge in the job market so i wasn't sure if i want to do it and on a temporary work uh, visa your education costs are really high <laughs> so mm-hmm. i didn't want to take that on at that point so i started looking for employment on in terms of wherever i can find and i didn't know about a lot of tips that we share now um, so i would just sit in front of the computer and just send out my resume and yeah. never heard back from anyone and so that mm. i mean you take a huge hit on your confidence with that right when something like that happens so that's what i would say was like one of the biggest yeah. challenges for me yes it's so disheartening isn't it when a new arrival comes here and you're just so confident optimistic yeah. and uh-huh. talented and experienced and you're looking forward to building a career here and then yeah slowly you realize that it can be such a big hurdle and yeah. yeah maybe you don't know about the canadian job search process or what industries there even are out there to exactly. consider and yeah the whole thing becomes such a huge task it's um Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy time. <laughs> yeah, it is. What would you tell yourself if you could go back to your first day about that whole thing? If you could go back to to your first day looking for a job, what would you tell yourself? Um, I would tell myself just stay focused on like wh- where your skills are at the moment and and go out and meet people. <laughs> I didn't <Yes>. do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. Go out and meet people, network. Um and that's how you explore right like there are opportunities out there but you just need to go out and meet people and talk to people and you know um understand what's out there um i wish i had done more of that mm. because the first time i tried networking and you know talking to people is when i found job at jvs so i'm like why didn't i do this yeah. before right it took me a few years to get there um i did do small jobs like i worked at gap i did i worked at the pet store all that i tried which is again a completely new experience i would have never done this um while i'm while i was in india uh, so it was a great experience um it did you know give it does give you a boost okay it's not like i'm totally unemployable <laughs> someone will hire me which is great <laughs> uh and then you meet people yeah. um so that's great as well so i that's what i would say just go out network talk to people understand what opportunities are out there because canada um the roles are highly specialized so i'm used to being like i was a hr generalist so mine i would like do the whole gamut of things right from recruitment to like or the offer onboarding to uh supporting someone a, a team through like you know some of the challenges they are having and you know compensation all of it but here each one is a specialized field <laughs> so um yeah that's so great too because it can look like such a step backwards if you end up like you mentioned working in pet stores or working you know in old navy or things like that but it does give you as a newcomer even just some experience in you know workplace culture and yeah like you said you meet people which is so key to the whole process i didn't even even in england it's not really as much um of a of an important thing to do either so yeah networking is so key and it's it comes down to the fact that like the majority of job opportunities are not listed i ca- i can't think of the exact percentage maybe you know but yeah the the unlisted job opportunities are high yeah they call the hidden jobs almost 80 to 90% they say are hidden jobs um it's not that they're technically all hidden and i'm sure most of the at least the bigger organizations have um they po- they have a mandate that they post everything um on the job boards 
but they will probably already know who they're hiding sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, and one more interesting yeah. fact that people should know about is Canada um, SMEs, which are small to medium-sized uh, enterprises, are majority than uh, bigger organizations, right? So almost 95% um, of employers out there are small to medium-sized employers, which is different from many, many wow. countries. Um, so that's that's important to know that a lot of these jobs don't get posted, right? So that's why the numbers yeah. are huge. <laughs> and how do you even know about these SMEs? You can Google a certain industry and the big companies are going to come up. So how do you even find out about these other companies that may be potentially hiring? It's just through meeting people. Yeah, meeting people. Um, of course, there are, I mean, there are so many lists people publish, like there are Canada's top 100 SMEs and so many organizations publish mm. lists, good company lists. Um, so that's a good place to start. And LinkedIn is another great place. You can research and connect with people who are in, like example, if someone is in supply chain, uh, connect with other professionals who are in supply chain, see where they're working. Um, and a lot of uh, uh, companies now have social media presence. So look at who has that presence, be on Twitter, be on LinkedIn, right? So that's a good place to find some information about um, mm -hmm. SMEs. Yeah, LinkedIn is great, actually, because you can follow a company page and then you get recommendations of other kind of mm -hmm. similar ones, I'm sure. Yes. Isn't that yeah. something it does? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what you should be that's doing great. once you know, um, you know, these are potentially the organizations that, you know, I can, I'm interested in. Definitely follow them on social media so that, um, you know, those jobs that get posted uh, by them, you know, you don't even have to kind of remember to go and look uh, on the on their pages. You know, they kind of get delivered to your um, to your inbox, right? So definitely, uh, need, that's part of the job search strategy that we talk about through the Canada Infinite program, where we say like, you know, just make a list. Start start with that. Make a list of potential organizations that that you can look into, and also just understanding, you know, simple things like what your job title is all about. Like some um, people may be familiar with using a certain job title in their home country. Um, the same almost responsibilities might be called something else in Canada. So just mm -hmm. looking into that, like those are all simple things that you can do to kind of get yourself started before you start looking for jobs, understanding what the job, job title, uh, the correct job titles are in Canada. And another thing that you would learn uh, a lot about would be transferable skills. So understanding what your transferable skills are, like, for example, if I have experience in um, in some kind of like if I have as an HR person, if I've done marketing activities, just knowing that that can be applied in in other roles is important. Right. So you have to list some of your skills, identify, do a lot of self-reflection on like what your strengths are. And, you know, having uh, that clear in your mind would also give you an opportunity to apply for jobs that may not necessarily be what you were employed in before. Mm -hmm. So that's important to do as well. Yeah. And the skill that I've I've really perfected since moving here is looking at projects and things that I've done and then looking closely at that achievement and not just saying that's the achievement, but picking out the skills that that achievement has actually 
shown that I have, if that makes sense. So instead of just saying, you know, oh, I ran this event, you can, from that one achievement, you can say, well, my time management's amazing. My organization's amazing. My person, personal skills are amazing. Like my sales skills are amazing. All these skills that come from that one project, you can really expand on that. I feel like I used to just kind of list my responsibilities in a role but in Canada that's the biggest lesson I've learned that you can just really look much closer at each individual responsibility and kind of pack it out a bit more and and then you can really adapt that to the job we could have a whole episode on this I'm sure but yeah um, that's yeah and that's a great tip (laughs) that's a fantastic tip because um I mean the focus should be on by doing this role or this responsibility or this task what was the impact or what was the result that was so achievement statements are more important than you know i did this Uh, how did by doing this how did i impact someone is or how did i impact the business or you know what uh, results were achieved Um, and if you can quantify it in some way like okay by doing this event we reached out to um, like you said your previous event was four thousand people that's huge so (laughs) something like that right like showing those results yeah. and quantifying them uh, gives an employer a much clearer idea of you know what is the scale of the projects that you have done so it's important to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. definitely important to do that it's a great tip <laughs> yeah like the impact that you can bring their company exactly so saying 4000 registrations yeah it's great but you can say i've obviously got strong skills in marketing because i brought 4000 people through the door and they are leads for your company so yeah it's just the way to kind of twist your experience to um yeah to to really highlight your your strengths so absolutely it's definitely a talent that you have to to practice and build <laughs> yeah sure. yeah it is it's not easy and that's why like we have uh, through the program, we offer connections to employment specialists who are able to, you know, work through, work with you through all of this and, you know, help you identify, you know, how you can put all of this information, capture this information in your resume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Great. Well, yeah, you're a great example of a success story, right? So you experienced Ooh, really? that real struggle <laughs> at the beginning and finding employment. And now you're very successful as a manager of the Canada Infinite program. So doing something very rewarding and fulfilling, I'm sure. So can you run us through the, the process of how you ended up here and, and what you did to, to set yourself up? Um, so like I said, when I was not hearing back from employers, like I was, I was looking for a lot of human resources roles, um, and 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 again, I was not very clear on what which direction I wanted to go. Um, so I I knew I wanted to do something impactful in my life, and even my previous roles, I've always kind of taken on things where, um, you know, whether it's you know volunteer days or things like that, where you know I can impact people uh, directly. So. Um, here, uh, you know, at one point I had to stop myself uh, from applying and I said, I'm going to take a break because this is it, it's too much. And that's another thing that I, you know, I kind of talk about a lot is as an immigrant, you have to be aware of, you know, your mental health and mental well-being because it can be really, really challenging in the beginning. Um, you know, some people find success, some it, it takes a while. So you have to be patient with yourself. You have to be kind uh, to yourself and know your limits and take your breaks and you know if you have to do a gig job 
you know, take a small contract job to keep you afloat or, you know, something. It's okay, like to kind of branch out and do other things. If you are, if you have a hobby or something else that you want to pursue, just go ahead and do that. Right. So just give yourself some time to kind of uh, better prepare and, you know, regroup and come back and start your job application process. Um, So I uh, had to take a break and I decided to start volunteering within with a social organization in Toronto. There, I had the opportunity to be an English language mentor to uh, uh, immigrant women who were not very strong on their language skills. So that that is something I took up as as a volunteering opportunity, and it was immensely rewarding. It was immensely rewarding, and that and you know that kind of also gave me this idea that you know this is what like at the end of the day, if you know if you are able to feel satisfied. Um, you know, money actually takes a back seat, right? So, um, mm-hmm. and I, and it added a lot, a lot of value to my resume as well. So that way, when I started doing the right thing by networking and talking to people, um, I was referred to this job position, and then I uh, did the application. And I'm sure they saw that okay, not only that does she have human resources background, but she's been volunteering, so she has exposure to working with new immigrants and things like that. So. Um, so I was, I started uh, uh, my employment with JVS Toronto uh, in the Canada Infinite program uh, program as an employment specialist. So that was a huge opportunity for me. And when I uh, started, you know, supporting others who were going through something similar to what I was going through, it was hugely rewarding, right? So um, I did that for a couple of years. And then the position to, uh, for, to become a manager of the program came up and I applied and um, I have to be very thankful for my senior management who thought I have the potential for it and gave me that opportunity. And um, it's 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 uh, it, it's almost a full circle moment for me now that I, you know there's this great platform for me to kind of uh, impact others who and hopefully kind of make it easier on others, right? So at the end of the day, then your struggles would make sense. <laughs> so that's yes. why it's 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 I love. Uh, this program, this opportunity. I'm very thankful for this. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And it is a trend, I feel, when you come here and you go through the struggles and people always end up wanting to give back and helping other people going through the same thing because it's going to slowly get easier, I feel like. The more resources, you know, like Canada Infonet and all these other amazing support places you can go, it's it's you'd think hopefully it's it's just going to get easier and easier with everyone sharing their experiences and advice and recommendations so yeah taking that leap and and putting yourself out there and just volunteering and going for all opportunities and I think just having faith in yourself right because you know you can very easily like you mentioned write yourself off or write off your international experience I would say right so you know people think oh people aren't responding to my international experience so I'm back to square one and you know I have to you know settle and it's just such a tempting mindset to to fall victim to so just realize you have so much to offer and yeah there are some real steps that you can take to to show those offerings off in Canada and and get absolutely and and sometimes even if you have to start a couple of steps behind it's okay as long as you mm-hmm. believe in yourself and you yeah. know you'll show your skills and you'll prove yourself valuable to the organization uh, opportunities and that's the amazing thing about canadian work workplaces that you know once they see potential you know the 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 kind of um conservative attitude towards hiring new immigrants is only when 
at the job search phase i feel like once you are in a organization yes. when you have the foot in the door um, i think you know one uh, you know you your hard work and your potential is definitely recognized and you know you'll climb up a lot faster so just have faith in yourself that mm-hmm. way as well sometimes your strategy might have to be to kind of take a few steps back from where what you were doing earlier mm-hmm. and that's fine too yeah i think that's that's great advice and yeah just to accept that that's that's part of the journey and yeah settling or you know taking a couple steps back will get your foot in the door and then people will really be able to see you in the working environment and the talent the skills you're bringing and then exactly like you said you know immigrants are so much more loyal and and grateful for the opportunities and then they they're so so you know great for companies and and um you'll be able to grow that much quicker. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. yeah, that actually ended up being a great transition to Canada InfoNet. <laughs> so tell us about the the work that you do there and, and how you help people prepare for life and, and a career in Canada. Sure. So um, let me tell you a little bit about the organization that I work for. It's called jo- uh, JVS Toronto. And this is a nonprofit organization <clears throat> in Toronto with uh, nine locations across the GTA. And we, uh, in fact, were uh, we have over uh, 70 years of experience uh, supporting um, immigrants. In fact, uh, the organization was started to help um, Holocaust survivors with employment services. Right. So the Holocaust survivors who came to Canada, they were they needed, you know, uh, jobs and they needed to upskill themselves. So uh, the organization was started um, there and um, and it's grown now to kind of be open to uh, people from all walks of life. Um, in fact, the motto of the organization is to, um, our vision is for every individual to have opportunities for employment. And that's what we do. Like we, whether you're un- unemployed or underemployed, um, you know, we have a whole gamut of services to help you whether for especially for newcomers, we have bridging programs, we have language, uh, you know, business language classes, we have job search support. Um, so there's a whole range of services and you can find more information on our website, jvstoronto.org. Um, and from there, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Canada Infinet program. This is a pre-arrival program. It's a national program and it's bilingual. Um, so that's one of the unique aspects about the program. Uh, we are, uh, we've been funded by um, IRCC, which is Immigration Refugees Citizenship Canada. It's a federal uh, body uh, to support anyone who's been approved for immigration. And that's key here. If you're not yet approved mm-hmm. for immigration, unfortunately, we're not able to support you. We get a lot of inquiries from people who want to immigrate <laughs> and they think uh, we can help them yes. get a job, which will get, get them um, express entry points. And it doesn't work like that. You have to be already approved Mm -hmm. for immigration. That means you have your um, COPR or at least in your final stages. And IRCC would have sent you a document saying you can avail pre-arrival services. And that's when you can connect with our Mm. program. And we reach out to um, anyone across the world. Um, And again, we don't support anyone in the EU, EU or UK right now because of very strict GDPR mm-hmm. regulations. So our apologies for that, but we are working on that aspect as well. Um, and we um, reach out to people from um, across the world while they're still in their home country. 
and we connect them to an employment specialist who is able to take them through the various components of the work program and work one-on-one with them to kind of customize a program that will help their employment needs and goals. So that's what we do through the program. Yeah, That's amazing. How many employment specialists must you have? We <laughs> is have. there a wait list? Or <laughs> you must have so many specialists and so many people that you help. It's an amazing basis. team of imagine. people. We have a totally multicultural team. We have people from all over the world in my team. We have about um, eight, nine people in my team. And each one is from a different country. So it's it's amazing team or group wow. of people. So we have a kind of have all these interesting cultural exchanges we get to know about the food and about the culture of different places Uh, (laughs) so it's 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 great um yeah so once uh some of the uh uh, you know services that we offer is there are online learning modules once someone registers with us we can uh, we offer them online learning modules which are kind of the building blocks of your job search strategy for Canada, like you will understand about the Canadian resume and cover letters. A cover letter is kind of a new concept for many people even now, like they don't use cover letters in their home countries. So it's kind of, you know, first time they hear about what a cover letter is and how essential it is um, for applications um, in Canada, right? You need to include a cover letter along with your resume. So all of this information you are able to uh, receive through the employment specialist. And we also have um, very interesting webinars all the time from industry experts. Um, and we offer things like um, resume builder, uh, business communication and customer service uh, you know, skills specific to Canada. So there are things that you can learn um, that will really help you in your Canadian workplace and also job boards. And all of, us, all of this is done at a pre-arrival stage, all online. Amazing. And it's all free. Oh, it's it's all just free. so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is there a specific order of to-dos? I'm, I'm assuming it's so different for each individual. So you mentioned someone might come and they'll go to webinars or they'll be matched with a mentor. Or is there kind of, what's the process? What does it look like if someone comes to you and, and they need help? What does that sure. usually look like? I can, I can tell you exactly how that works. Um, so once someone registers on our website, which is canadainfonet.org, we do the eligibility check. We ask for certain documentation that's required to make sure that they have been approved by IRCC and all of that. Once we've done the check, we will approve them and they're connected to an employment specialist. So that is a key uh, element in the program. Uh, so they'll identify what their mm-hmm. needs are. And based on that, the employment specialist is able to kind of work with them one-on-one to create a service action plan for them. And we will connect, start the process of connecting them to a mentor um, in their province. Yeah, so it's like the education you need, but it's also the networking. You can practice networking. And that's like we were mentioning, it's so key for, for success. So you're kind of practicing already before Absolutely. you get Absolutely, and great. that's the whole idea behind it. Um, you know, here's your... We can't promise hundreds of people in your network, but if you don't know anyone, you know, one can make all the difference sometimes, right? Like someone who is in the profession and hears your conversations and a lot of time our program participants, they just want validation. They already know the answers and they just want to say, yeah, you're doing the right thing or yes, that's perfect. That's correct. You, what you've yes. understood is right. Um, and. And that's that gives a whole um, lot of confidence in, you know, how you're approaching the job market. And that's that's, I think, invaluable sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it can be something so small that you just change that or tweak that and it can just make all the difference. So having a having an outside perspective is, is really cool. Yeah. So I think that research, like you mentioned, is, is pretty important, right? So what are the most important areas to research before moving to Canada? So you can go to an employ, employment specialist and, and you're already kind of a few steps ahead. What would you say are the main areas? Uh, in terms of re- uh, researching, I would say in, uh, in terms of getting ready for the Canadian labor market, one is if you if you have enough time before arrival, uh, please do register for a pre-arrival program. There are it's there are 14 approved uh, pre-arrival programs um, and you will find the list on IRCC's website. So find one that works best for you. Um, Canada Infinite, in fact, supports people from across um, all sectors. So if you are arriving in any part of Canada, we are able to support you, whether it's uh, it's not dependent on your occupation, but there are some occupation-specific ones as well. So that's one for sure I would recommend for anyone in their pre-arrival stage. Even um, actually, in fact, even after arrival, if you have not had enough time to access services before you come, there are you know hundreds of programs that you can access after you come to Canada. And this is, again, something new that... Uh, you know, people immigrating to Canada are not aware of, that there are government-funded programs that exist to help you with your job search, right? Mm -hmm. So you just have to walk into any one of these organizations and they are able to, um, you know, assist you, provide you with more information. So please, please look for, um, you know, these social service uh, support employment services that that are offered and make use of them for sure. Um, After that, I would say... You know, understanding what your role is about, you know, what are the skills needed in your role? What are some of the, if, if, is that a, um, is this a regulated profession? Do I need my, do, do I need to apply for my license? If so, what are the documents I need to get ready before I come to Canada? Because, <laughs> you know, it can be a nightmare sometimes after you arrive here, if you're starting to look, you know, there's a requirement for a certain document and you have to reach out to people and in, in back home, it can it can add a lot of stress um, to your process. So I would say, just looking up all of that information and preparing, um, you know, getting all of this documentation ready before you arrive, is very important as well. Um, and you know, every job market has something unique about um, about it. So it's important to understand it. Like if you are from, let's say, the Middle East, things might work in a certain way. Like you know, usually med profession. People are not going out and going to job fairs or the way they job search is different. Like, you know, you don't have to go out and look, you you know who to call or you have your yeah. network set up and you know who to reach out to. But it works here. You don't know anybody. So kind of all of that will be from scratch. So understanding what are these uh, unique elements about Canadian um, job market, like the resume needs to be ideally one or two pages. Um, we've seen resumes that are like five, 10 pages and people think mm, the more goodness. experience I have, I have to like make it longer and doesn't work like that. Not putting personal information on your resume, um, you know, not photos. Pu- photos, no photos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although LinkedIn does have your photos. So it's kind of contradictory there, but um, just getting your LinkedIn profile ready because people do, recruiters do go into your social media and check. Uh, especially for some high-profile jobs, they would be doing that. So just getting that ready um, and, you know, just making sure you've not posted anything that, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that shouldn't be there. 
um, you know, taking care of things like that. And even in terms of job application process, uh, it's quality over quantity. Like it's not like you every day you have to apply for hundreds of jobs. Rather, you should be focusing on tailoring your resume to that specific job. And sometimes this process can take two to three hours mm-hmm. for each application. Mm-hmm. But that would get you better results than like you sending out hundreds of resumes that is not tailored to that specific job. Uh, job yes, posting. exactly. Making sure you've taken the time to research the company and, and why you are interested in that company so mm-hmm. that your passion comes forward. Yes. And then following up too. I feel like following up was really successful for me. Mm-hmm. If I've sent in a job application, I can find that person on LinkedIn and say, hi, just following up because... I'm so enthusiastic about this role and I, you know, just a little touch like that can can make a big difference as well, make you stand out. Absolutely. That's a great tip as well, Kate. Um, So finally, I just have a question about culture because it comes up a lot uh, for a lot of newcomers. Um, Obviously, culture shock is is a big thing. And um, obviously in the workplace, um, I was just, I wanted to to pick your brains on the Canadian workplace and kind of any tips you have for newcomers that are entering that workplace and, and what to expect. My, I would say my um, advice on workplace would be just understanding the diversity of uh, that exists in Canada, right? Like people come from all over the world. So just being aware of uh, different cultures and, you know, what is appropriate and what is not uh, can make you very successful in um, Canadian workplaces. So um, just be open to that. Learn as much as you can. Pick up, uh, you know, these nuances um, you know, the more you are interacting with people and networking, you know, it's easy to pick up some of this information. So I would say just focus on those aspects. Um, it may be something that you're familiar with, and sometimes it's easy to kind of be in that comfort zone and kind of cross boundaries sometimes. So I would say just, you know, having a lot of information about workplaces would equip you to kind of be ready for it. And again, um, bringing that back to like some of the e-learning modules that we offer through the program uh, gives you great in-depth information about Canadian workplaces, you know, how feedback is uh, shared in Canada. You know, do you know the sandwich method of feedback? Oh, so you start with a positive and then the criticism and then wrap up with a positive. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're not from a workplace where, you know, instructions are, if you're familiar with a workplace where instructions are given to you clearly, and you're nice. not familiar with someone who's said, hey, great job, but next time can you do this? And then, but otherwise, you know, I have no other issues with you. It can, it's easy that someone, something else has been asked of you. It's easy yes. to miss that, right? So, uh-huh. right. So uh, not a, a lot of bosses would be very direct with you and saying, oh, there was a mistake in this, you know, do it better next time. But they might be saying it nicely. But still, you're expected <laughs> to perform better next time. So the understanding some of those nu- nuances is important. Um, and, and of course, uh, there are many courses that are being offered by these MOOC platforms like Coursera and uh, Udemy and things like that. Those might be a good place to start as well. But otherwise, uh, if you're registered, if you are pre-arrival and you have the time, uh, registering with a uh, pre-arrival service like uh, Canada Infonet will be useful. We will give you that exposure. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Well, where can people go to check it out? So you did mention the website earlier, but um, let us know again what the links and we'll put them in the show notes as well. But uh, where can people go to learn more? So it's Canada Infonet. 
C-A-N-A-D-A-I-N-F-O-N-E-T dot O-R-G, Canada Infonet O-R-G, and you register there. Uh, again, make sure you have been approved for immigration or there are five documents that we uh, list on uh, before you register that is required as an eligibility document. So make sure you have one of those and then um, you can register and we are happy to support you through your journey to Canada. Yay. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for your time again. It was great to, to get to know so you much, and the Kate. organization better. And um, yeah, thank you so much for all of the incredible work you do and uh, hope that you can help many, many more newcomers. And you're doing a fantastic job as well, like, you know, make, uh, making all of this information available for people who are coming to Canada. You talk to various people. I've heard some podcasts. Very interesting. Thank you so much for doing this as well. Thank you. We're all in this together, right? Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Take care then. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.